98 FM, this is the Saturday Social with Rachel. Good morning. Now, as you know, from Monday, the lockdown is easing even further and we're going to be able to do a lot more socialising. Restaurants, pubs are going to be opening up. And while, you know, loads of us are really happy about this, for some, the idea of going back to normal or maybe going back into work, into the office is bringing on social anxiety and general nervousness about being around people again. Well, here with some tips on how to over come these feelings of anxiety is psychologist Dr. John Francis Leader. Good morning, John. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Rachel. Great to be here. Now, listen, we are slowly easing out of lockdown and from Monday, we're going to be able to do a lot more socialising. Restaurants, bars will be open. And for some people, this is the best news they've ever heard and they're delighted and excited. But, John, that is not the case for everyone because actually coming out of of lockdown can be quite an anxious time for people who might have social anxiety or just general anxiety about things going back to quote-unquote normal. And you're right. And I think what Leo has done and making Monday much more of a kind of a, a key date mm. is actually worked against some people who were kind of saying, oh, I can push you to the next stage. I can push re-engagement to the next stage. You know, yeah. there's always that sense of there's something else to come. And now you're exactly right. So many people are kind of getting back to it. And uh, that's a little bit of a cliff edge for some people, to be fair. And I think there's probably two groups I find that I'm working with uh, who have experienced that. One is people who have maybe been a bit socially anxious to begin with and for the whole lockdown experience in a weird way you know people might have said was it a challenge but for them it was a little bit of shelter it was a bit of breathing space to kind of share their common experience with other people the other group though is a really interesting group who are the people who you would have never thought would have had the time of day for social anxiety before Mm. but they have kind of almost learned a bit of social anxiety through it's like not using muscles and them atrophying a bit over the past while so even though beforehand they wouldn't have considered themselves to be socially anxious now re-engaging is a bit scary so there's two groups it's fascinating and particularly i suppose for people who maybe had been very social before and maybe now they're working from home and like certain people who who maybe are single or don't have kids literally will not have seen people from one end of the week to the next Is it possible to develop, like someone who's generally extroverted, is it possible to become more introverted? in degrees and you know probably that muscle tone example is probably the easiest way of thinking about it yeah. you know you you kind of use it or lose it to some extent and don't worry that doesn't mean you can't get it back again and even for people who would be a bit more introverted generally it doesn't mean they can't develop it as well if mm. they want to but I think one of the big questions and I think the lockdown for many people has been a kind of an existential period to reflect a bit for good or for bad on who you are where you're coming from and where you're going and the thing is you don't have have to be extroverse. Now, that's really important to appreciate. Some people do like to hang out in large groups, other people smaller groups, other mm-hmm. people like their alone time a bit more. It's absolutely fine with degrees, but I think that's the thing we can hopefully do is question now, what do you actually want as you re-engage again? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you, it, it's not just fear speaking to us, I suppose. Oh, I like the idea of that, but I'm scared, so I won't. That's more where the social anxiety comes in. No, I want the social interaction, but oh, I'm afraid of how people will perceive me or I'm uncomfortable. That's more of the, the social anxiety that can be worked on. But on the other hand, if somebody says, 
actually, you know, I've learned that I like a bit of me time as part of this, but I can still have a healthy balance of some interaction with other people. That's fair enough, I think. Yeah, and I was just going to say that. I mean, I suppose if you've discovered that, hey, I've been giving too much of myself to people, too much of my free time, you know, it's okay to say, hey, I'm going to actually start taking more time to myself from now on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, completely. What I've been trying to encourage people to do over the past while in preparing for this moment, and uh, uh, I think people have, you know, just on their own initiative, been doing this anyway as we've been re-engaging, is like when you're, I don't want to say training for marathon, hopefully Monday won't be that bad, <laughs> oh, but when you, are, when you are getting in shape again, I suppose, the key thing is not to go into the gym on day one and pick up the heaviest bit of equipment you can and mm. just kill yourself using it. That's not good, but nor do you not exercise at all. So it's to kind of practice that re-engaging a little bit. Firstly, clarify, as we said, how much re-engagement do you want in this kind of new phase of your life? But then to practice it a bit. So to try and reach out to the people maybe you haven't been in contact with as much and just to kind of practice that interaction, even to do yeah. to visualize it, to imagine it going well, because you're kind of stretching those mental muscles a bit. That's really, really interesting and really important. I suppose it's, it's almost like baby steps. You're not going to throw yourself in the deep yeah. end if you haven't seen anyone for, you know, three months at this stage. It's a bit like here in the office you know people are starting to come back now but you know gradually like one day there'll be another person the next day two more people arrive so it's kind of coming in dribs and drabs so it's not like a an overload for the senses so it's a bit like that I suppose when you start to socialize like you were saying just taking baby steps maybe meeting someone for a short walk one day and you know easing yourself back into it exactly so yeah if you can kind of manage that yourself or possible that's usually good advice to practice kind of warming up those mental muscles essentially getting your communication you know skills kind of back again because again they don't disappear but they just need a bit of a, a of a refresher it is going to be a bit weird for everyone yeah uh, it's, like, it's like if you've been online dating and you're meeting the person for the first time almost it's just kind of you know it's like oh my god this is very real <laughs> it is going to feel a bit strange so don't feel alone i think is the advice on yeah that. and i think that's a brilliant thing to remember if you're having any kind of anxiety is that you're not alone. Pretty much, yeah. you know, 90% yeah. of people have some form of anxiousness and they're worried about how they're looking, you're worried about how you're looking. We're all in this together, I think, is the main thing to remember. It, it is so true. And that's so unique, you yeah. know, because usually, because you know, I've work or help people with so many different topic areas, but very often, you know, some people experience it, other people don't. But this is such a shared experience. And of course, we all react in different ways and we shouldn't, you know, try and pretend everybody's affected the same. But mm. at the same time, at least there's some common experience People, I think, guess where we're coming from. So that really does help. Now, John, one area that I think we've all become even more familiar with during lockdown, and I know you've done a lot of work on this, is technology. Obviously, you know, lots of Zoom uh, calls, quizzes, meetings, a lot more things are happening online now. And while I suppose there's a huge benefit to that, in other ways, have we almost, are we become so reliant on technology that the face-to-face interactions are becoming scarier? Yeah, and that, that is part of it. It is like this mental muscle thing again of, of just what you get used to using. Mm. Now, it's interesting because it's kind of gone the other way as well. There were a lot of people who were absolutely terrified of connecting via technology, for example, to do online therapy sessions. So many therapists have been practicing that way over the past while uh, and various people who were 
just uncomfortable, I suppose, connecting up or being on video camera or connecting that way, who have kind of overcome that and got comfortable with it. And it's actually benefiting them today because now they can keep in touch more easily, maybe with friends or family or grandkids on the other side of the world. And they just kind of moved into that mode. So that is beneficial. Mm. But you're right. It also goes the other direction that you kind of get habituated to doing it that way. So then moving into face-to-face mode gets uncomfortable. So like a lot of good courses do nowadays, the, the, the word blended learning is sometimes used. And I think that's really what we want for this century that we're in, is embracing this good mix of real face-to-face interaction and obviously physical contact when and uh, that's appropriate again Mm. but as well being able to use the phone call being able to use the text message being able to use the video call when they're appropriate as well and i think so many um workplaces are considering that now you know for practical reasons do we need to get people to drive from the other side of town and be in a room for 20 minutes meeting when you know maybe we could do that online however if you just do it all remotely something might get lost as well and we want the face-to-face interaction so hopefully that's something we've retained actually from the past few months is the ability to adapt once we re-engage again with the face-to-face. Absolutely, and it's using technology, I suppose, as part of your day-to-day, but not the sole thing you use to communicate. And actually, I think some people will be delighted because it will really cut down meeting times and (laughs) maybe unnecessary meetings. You're exactly right. You using the technology rather than technology using you. Having it as one of many tools in your toolbox. Yeah, and absolutely some brilliant tips there. John, if people want to get some more or to find out more about yourself, where can they head to. Yeah, simplest place to go is jfl.com and Dr. John Francis Leader. So JFL, easy, easy way to type that, jfl.com. Also, uh, a lot of videos on YouTube, some guidance there. You'll find the links from jfl.com. And also every Thursday evening at 8 p.m., we have a live session as well where we get together and do a Q&A on YouTube Live. So Brilliant. you feel welcome to tune in then. Sounds super. John, thank you so much for your time on the show today. Always great to chat to you. The Saturday Social with Rachel Ryan. 98, 98 FM.